hey guys welcome back to my podcast so in this episode i really wanted to talk about codependency in love so let's jump right into it so what is codependency so codependency is an unhealthy dependency on relationships you know you are holding on to relationships longer than usual you are probably always thinking about this person in your head like 24 7 um and i mean that can vary but in like an unhealthy way you know there is this extreme need for approval and recognition and you know sometimes there's also like a compelling need to control other people You tend to also um, have a sense of guilt when asserting yourselves. And so I really wanted to explore, like, where did this come from? You know, like within myself, sometimes I find myself being quite codependent in situations. And so it had me thinking, you know, this these issues usually arise from or childhood um, or or upbringing, you know, and it stems to a point where our caregivers or our parents were very preoccupied to give us the attention that we were looking for to meet our emotional needs. And uh, like, I don't have any of those memories exactly, but it's usually during our formative years that, you know, we're trying to get our needs met from or adult parents and they're going through their own issues you know they're preoccupied with whatever they're going through that's really heavy that's weighing on their heart you know bless them but it's like i'm also trying to get my needs because i am like maybe three four five six years old i'm trying to get my needs i'm trying to get the attention of my caregiver but they can't give me my needs and so what do i do I contort myself, I lash out, I scream, I cry, I do whatever I can do as a child to, you know, get the attention of my caregivers. And I think that is when, you know, the people pleaser is born because it's like, okay, let me change something within myself. Let me perform. Let me be someone who I'm not. Let me be inauthentic, you know, so that I can get their love and I can get their attention because what I was doing before is not enough 
you know, like subconsciously, this is how we, we adapt this. It's like, okay, what I was doing was not enough. So I need to do something else. I need to change myself. I'm not, I'm not worthy how I was. And so the way that this can manifest, I know for me is definitely manifest in like people pleasing ways. And, you know, you basically become like the nice girl. And so when you're in this codependent frame you're you're not authentic because you're giving up a part of yourself to appease the other person in exchange for validation and in exchange for approval and in doing like my shadow work I've realized that there is like a deep you know fear of rejection because of what has has happened subconsciously in your childhood it's like okay well I was rejected when I was being myself when I was just trying to be myself and get attention, get my needs met. And so, you know, that's why I've put this mask on or, and I've pretended to be someone else to get the love that I want, you know. And so that happens. And I think also, you know, there's, there's a lack of boundaries as well with codependency you know because you have I know for me like I you I have a hard time asserting myself in specific situations where I would have needed to apply boundaries you know because boundaries would have protected me in that specific situation and and I think when you don't do that you end up leaving yourself out in the cold you end up being easily manipulated and yeah it's interesting because I've flowed between embracing boundaries and not embracing boundaries i remember there was a very short period of time when i did embrace boundaries you know and then (laughs) i was called a bitch for embracing my boundaries but it's just like i've come to realize that like when society calls you um you know you're a bitch or whatever like it's it's because you've actually stood up for yourself in that situation and sometimes people don't like that you know I don't like when you stand up for yourself. And so I've come to realize, you know what, actually, I would rather be a bitch with boundaries than to be like a nice girl that's being like used like a puppet and manipulated and taken advantage of um, because I don't have these things in place to protect myself. And so I, I find that it can manifest in that way. Another way it can manifest is, you know, wanting to kind of keep the peace you know tending to avoid conflict and I know I I know I do this as well sometimes because I just cannot be bothered with the drama and the conflict so I just I don't speak up I don't say anything I don't voice how I feel and yeah that's just really not authentic I think sometimes with people pleasers who fall in this codependent um this codependent attitude it's just that you tend to not really know what your needs are um because you're so used to you know wanting to help other people and so concentrated on how other people feel what other people's needs are that you kind of betray yourself in a way um and you just you don't know what your needs are and so you really need to spend some time to self-reflect and figure out oh you know, what are my needs? Like, what do I need in this situation? And so I know for, for me personally, like I always try to figure out how other people feel 
like I try to figure out other people's emotions before they even figure out their own emotions. And so I've had to become super aware of that, that, okay, when I find myself doing that, I need to kind of like pull back because, you know, every adult is responsible for their emotions. And, you know, I don't want to, I find myself trying to want to control their emotions or control how they're going to react to, to me. Like if I set a boundary or something and, um, yes, it's just becoming like so, aware of that and kind of like pulling myself back i find like with this whole codependency like deep down there are wounds of there are wounds and insecurities of like not feeling worthy i think that's a shadow side of it you tend to um overextend yourself you know and you give you give more than you receive um, and sometimes you're giving from an empty cup, like you're giving from an empty cup. You're constantly giving to all of these people and you don't take time to fill yourself up. You're, you're giving and giving and giving until you're giving from an empty cup. And then that just kind of leads to burnout, you know, and I've seen that in one of my caregivers, like they've just continued to give and give and give and give until they're like, they're in bed having to rest <laughs> because... <laughs> They have given too much. They now need to give to themselves. And um, yeah, so that tends to happen. I think also I find that you can sometimes settle with the bare minimum. I know like as a people pleaser, you might, all not, you might not always speak up for what you want um or even fight for what you want because of this codependent mentality which can be quite debilitating because what happens is that it can also lead to you making yourself like a victim and not taking accountability and responsibility for your life it's like oh you know well this just happened and this just like fell in my lap and it's just the way that things are and it's like no actually it's not and you do play a role in the experiences that you have attracted into your life you know and so it's like me learning to take my power back and not to surrender all of my power to like outside forces and know that I can take my power back and I can be in the driver's seat and I know this definitely came up for me in therapy when my my therapist was like oh you're actually outsourcing your life to other people and I was like, oh, am I? <laughs> I am actually not dry. I'm, I'm caring about what other people say and how I behave and what I think I should do. Instead of bringing back the focus to me, you know, creating my own frame for myself and asking myself, like, what does Victoria want? What does Victoria want to go after? And learning to you know, really focus on taking my power back. And so like I have this example, actually, when I was even coming to Mexico, I remember I was like telling my parents, I was like, yeah, I'm going to Mexico. You know, like I just, I booked the flight. I'm very like, (laughs) um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not sporadic. I'm very like 
Like I'll think about something and I'll do it, but I won't share it. So it might come off as impulsive because it's like, oh, you didn't tell me about this. You just told me about this now. And it's like, yeah, well, I actually booked this like three weeks ago. I've been sitting on it, but I'm not going to share it with you yet. So it can sometimes come off as to them as like impulsive, like you're just putting this on me now. But I remember when I was going to um, Mexico, I was just like, yeah, I booked a flight. I'm going to Mexico. This is what I'm going to do. I'm solo traveling. And, you know, in that moment, like they were calm, <laughs> but I know when I left the house and came back, my housekeeper was just like, no, you're, you're, they threw, your parents, they threw a fit. They were so upset. They were throwing things. They were angry. And I was just like, wow, like me standing in my own power and saying, this is what I'm doing really triggered them. And, you know, they had this emotional reaction to what I said. And, like, I think the old Victoria would have been like, oh, my God, I caused so much tension. You know, I'm the problem. And it's like, no, I'm not responsible for how they're going to react and feel. I can only do what I want to do and make the decisions that I think are best for myself and how other people want to react to that. That's their business because I'm not seeking their approval. You know, I think sometimes... Um, you seek your parents' approval so much, you know, and I think this is something that I struggle with as well because I don't know, like, at what point do you stop seeking their approval? (laughs) Because I am literally, like, 30 next year, and sometimes I still feel like there's a part of me that is, like, seeking their approval. (laughs) And... You know, I've come to learn I really need to shift out of that. And even shifting out of that mentality, I still feel a lot of guilt. Like there's still a lot of guilt around like, you know, making decisions for myself, not really consulting them. Like, you know, I know what is best for me. I think as my intuition gets stronger, as it has maybe in the last four months or five months, it's gotten super boosted honestly i think i'm i'm getting much better at knowing that the decisions that i'm making are really aligned with like where i want to go and my higher self and so i don't really feel the need to you know ask for people's approval it's great if people want to voice like their opinion on what they say and even that sometimes i shut it down because it can be quite negative it's like a very negative opinion because they're projecting all of their limiting beliefs on me, what, what they think I can't achieve because maybe they've never achieved it. And it's just... Sometimes, so sometimes I do shut it down. It's just like, yeah, I'm going to shut it down right now. Like, thanks, but no thanks. I, I don't want your opinion. It's like, can I share something? No. I mean, I'm happy that you care for me, but I, I don't want it. Because it's sometimes... For me, especially because I'm an empath as well, I tend to absorb a lot of other people's emotions. And yeah, I just want to try to avoid doing that. And so it's really interesting. But I can I can experience, you know, taking my power back from that point of view. And and I can even experience it for people that do it to me. Because I know, like, as an example, like um my my twin flame came over the other day and normally when he comes over like you know he'll like text me he's in reception 
and I'll like go down and then, you know, like we'll come up together. And it's so interesting because a few days ago, like when he came over, he just came like directly where I was. And I was like, when I opened the door, I was like, oh, you know, like, yeah, I did expect you, but (laughs) for some strange reason, I, you know, I'm so used to you texting me. And like that really caught me off guard, but like it caught me off guard in like a really good way. And so then when he came inside, I looked at him and I was just like, wait, did you text me? Because I did not hear my phone go off. And he looked at me with this smug face and he was just like, no, no, I didn't text you. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, that's super assertive. Like that's, that's so attractive. And I can see you know, from the point of view when I'm assertive and I take my power back and when other people in my life that are super close to me are assertive and they take their power back, like, I found that super attractive, you know, because between both of us, like, we're both nice girls and nice guys. And so we're trying to heal that part of us. And, you know, it's interesting because people are mirrors. They mirror to you things that, you know, you need to work on or things that you need to heal. Um, and so it's just so interesting to be able to see it from both perspectives. And I think another way that this codependency thing manifests is that, you know, as I mentioned before, you are put in this kind of, uh, caretaker mentality or like personality type. And, you know, you sometimes struggle to come out of situations because, you know, people are relying on you, you know, you don't want to disappoint them and you're trying to take responsibility for other people's emotions and I've realized I've done that and that can actually come off as being quite manipulative you know and so I've just come to realize that that I need to continuously tell myself you know that I'm really not responsible for how other people feel like everyone is responsible for how they feel. Additionally, I think, you know, it sometimes can be quite frightening to step outside of your comfort zone. I know as a people pleaser, I tend to be a big rationalizer. (laughs) Like I want to rationalize everything. I want to analyze everything because I tend to be quite an, an analytical person. But sometimes I'm analyzing to the point of paralysis. Like, you know, analysis by paralysis, like I'm an- analyzing every single thing that I just, I paralyze myself out of the, the situation. And so I'm really learning how to um, shift out of that identity of constantly having to do that. And so you know, it reminds me of something that I tell myself whenever I feel like I, you know, I'm stepping out into the unknown or I'm really afraid of going outside of my comfort zone is just, I just remember that, you know, the unknown, I try to reframe it, you know, like the unknown is like, I picture it as just an opening where there is like a plethora of opportunities um, that can happen. Say, for example, you're like in a job that is really crappy that you want to leave. Like, you know, you're in your job, you know what your job gives you, you know, you don't like it, you know, you're not interested in it, you're very familiar with it, and you feel safe in this. So, you know everything about that. And 
but you don't know anything about the unknown. You're just like, well, and sometimes that can seem scary. But if you reframe it to think, you know, the unknown can actually be multiple possibilities, a plethora of possibilities. It can help you to want to make that jump. And that's how I tend to view it. It's the same way when I get super attached to like timelines and outcomes. And when I want something to happen, I remind myself that, you know, I'm like trying to latch on to this outcome to happen in this specific time when I'm just latching on to one outcome. Like, you know, I'm telling myself, Victoria, you're latching on to one outcome when you could have multiple outcomes, you know, where the universe could surprise you in so many different ways if you just let go. (laughs) If you just learn to let go and embrace the fact that the unknown is not that scary, you can view it as multiple things and multiple possibilities could happen in this space. And that really does help you to make the leap, you know, to, to really have faith and just take that jump for whatever it is that you're, you're dealing with. I think also with the codependent mentality, you tend to be quite passive aggressive, which I know I, I know I can be guilty of this because, um, you know, you suppress so much of your emotions because you're afraid to share your mind, speak your truth and say what you want to say because of those deep wounds of like, you know, rejection. Um, It comes out in ways that are like maybe sarcastic or you know, ironic, it comes out in that way. It's just like, well, you could have done it that way. Or, you know, I wanted you to do it this way. And because you didn't really want to express to them in a healthy way, oh, could you do it this way? Because you're afraid of the tension that it would cause, or you're afraid of the person being offended. Like it all manifests in that way. And I do see myself sometimes, I have to try and choose my words choose my words wisely and express myself in a healthy way of asking. I realize sometimes I don't ask. And if I don't ask, then I'm not going to get, you know, they always say what, like closed mouths don't get fed. So don't feel, don't feel bad asking. Um, and that, that has definitely been, been a journey for me because it's, it's definitely that fear of rejection. You're asking and you're going to be told no, but then what is worse? not asking and not knowing and so I've I've started to get very comfortable with hearing no because so I I mean I think I'm in such a much better space than maybe like a past version of myself because I'm getting very comfortable with hearing no and I'm just like okay if I hear no then it's not the end of the <laughs> it's not the end of the world um but yeah I I also think that this codependent mentality can manifest in you know, wanting to save other people and wanting to just, you know, be the fixer and have this kind of savior martyrdom complex, which actually you end up just suffering. Like that is just, that is the road to suffering. And I think a one way that this can manifest in relationships is, you know, with that masculine feminine polarity is when you are codependent in relationships, they become quite depolarized you know you're tailoring your life to this person you're wrapping your entire life around this person and I mean in the unhealthy way it's great when you can come together and you know mesh your lives together in a way that that works for both of you but within the codependency mindset it's almost like really 
wrapping and tailoring your entire life around someone. Imagine the feminine in the relationship wants to feel safe and the masculine, you know, he does not have a strong frame. He keeps switching, you know, because maybe he's a people pleaser. He's this nice guy. And what does that do for the feminine? The feminine feels really uncomfortable. The the feminine feels really unsafe because they don't know, you know, what's real, what's authentic. I can't get super comfortable with you. I can't feel safe with you because, you know, you're always changing because you're not staying true to yourself. And so I feel like it can manifest in in that way, especially in some relationships that I have experienced in the past. I think that's why sometimes I say like, you know, girls don't want nice guys, <laughs> you know, or nice guys, people please us, like they don't win. And it's just like, we need to learn how to integrate, you know, the shadow, the light and the dark. We need to be able to integrate both sides. Um, but yeah, because in the, in these situations, what we end up doing is betraying ourselves or abandoning ourselves and I know for me like I I will always I also will say you know like oh I just love deeply like I just love people deeply but it's like yeah do you love yourself though (laughs) because in that situation you know you're loving others so deeply but then you're not giving that same love to yourself and that's something that I've come across for myself it's like okay where do I need to be stronger with boundaries? Where do I need to... Because what happens is you end up being played. And that has happened to me. Like I end up being lied to, deceived. I end up being played, taken advantage of. And yeah, that's not fun. And so me learning how to stay in my own frame, apply my strong boundaries and... There's nothing wrong with loving deeply. I just think it needs to not be unbalanced, you know, because when you're loving other people deeply, but then you're not loving yourself, that's when it becomes unbalanced. That's when it becomes you somewhat abandoning yourself. And so that has been a lesson that I've had to learn. And so like, what can you take away from all of this? I think it's just becoming aware of these patterns, you know, realizing that they are not beneficial. They're not authentic you know they're giving us a negative payoff they're not serving us we're not getting the results that we think we're getting (laughs) and you know be able to make a shift make a shift and it's definitely not easy but the more that I can recognize this stuff the better it is for me because then when I heal myself I can actually take my power back And you're so much more attractive and so much more magnetic when you take your power back and you stand in your full frame. And so it's about learning, like, for me not to judge myself and have some compassion for that past version of myself who was acting out in that way or didn't have the certain kind of tools that she needed. And so I try not to judge myself and I tried to give myself extra compassion and empathy because it was it's really just programming, you know, for, for survival. It's survival programming that I grew up with and have acknowledged now that it no longer serves me and I can release it. And so, yeah, these are these are the things that I've really come come across um, in my own life. And yeah, I just really wanted to share. But if you 
got this far, then thank you so much for listening. I am sending you love and light wherever you are in the world. And I will catch you in the next one. Bye.